Cohort in Christmas carols. Joe, how are you? I'm very well, Mitch. How are you? Excellent. Are we getting there? Are you sorted? Yeah, I think I've got all my presents finally sorted, so it's good. Works all right? Getting a bit crazy? Yeah, getting a bit crazy, but we're getting there. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, let's get through this. We all want to get through this. It's spoilers. It's a Christmas carol. That's right. But not just any old Christmas carol. It is Black Adder's Christmas carol from 1988. Now, I'm sure you're all familiar with the Rowan Atkinson vehicle of Black Adder, which was four seasons from memory. Yes. Each very different from each other. Well, well, the first one's very different from the others, but the other three are essentially the Black Adder character is Rowan Atkinson at his snarkiest best, where he is a generally an advisor to higher powers, but he is the silver tongue, not silver tongue, wit, what is it? Forked tongue or whatever. Yeah. Just the witty, witty guy who basically is a bit of an asshole and the smartest guy in the room kind of thing. The first season was a bit strange. It's it kind of unwatchable. It's from Rowan Atkinson and Ben Elton, I think, was the main brains behind it. Yeah, Richard and, Curtis was one of the writers. Oh, as that's well, right, from Father Ted. Also, yeah. yeah. And yes. we don't talk about him, do we? He's not good anymore. Is that right? Is he? I'm not sure. I think he's bad. Okay. Mm. Yeah, so anyway, so Blackadder, the first season was set medieval times, I think, and he was like a imbecile surf kind of guy from memory and it's kind of unwatchable i never ever got into it because i got into it later when it was new like the later season then and then they'd show the first season and i was like this is weird he's playing a strange character i don't like this at all but season two where he is sort of an advisor to the queen or queenie basically in that yes minister kind of way where he is manipulating things to get things done because the queen is not is it impudent no what is it when you just sort of impulsive you just make a decision and just go and crazy and silly yes. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So he's dealing with that sort of thing and she would, you know, execute people at a whim and all this sort of stuff. So he played an advisor to her and he always had his sidekick, the not very smart Baldrick, played by oh, the guy who walks around London or England a lot, the world. He's actually been in Melbourne. It's on YouTube if you want to have a look where he, Tony he hangs about. Tony Robinson, yeah, he's, he's very good. Yeah, his character Baldrick is is not very smart. And there was always recurring characters from that same era of classic British comedy. So Hugh Laurie, Stephen Fry, Rick Mayle, um, all those sort of people would turn up at some yep. point. Um, so that was season two. Season three was sort of that French Revolution era. So you had your more foppish prince was the main guy that he was sort of the advisor to played by hugh laurie yeah with the powdered faces and the the buffant wigs and all this sort of stuff the only real difference between rowan atkinson's blackadder character in those two was he had a beard in this one where he was clean shaven in the other and the final one which is blackadder goes forth is actually set in world war one during the war on the front lines or on the over the war in the trenches, yeah. Yeah, literally. So they're, they're, they're the four seasons of Blackadder, but this is actually a special 
and this is a Blackadder Christmas Carol, and I think it's before Goes Forth. Yeah, so it's actually they, after Blackadder the Third, but before Blackadder Goes, goes forth. forth. We're set in Victorian England times, and it starts off in a is it a moustache? It is a moustache shop, yes. So it's not doing well, and you've got this character that's been established over definitely two seasons of the show as a grumpy, grumpy person who would be perfect as a Ebenezer Scrooge. He yes. would be perfect for it. But he's not. He is no. totally changed character. He's actually really nice. And that's a beauty of Rowan Atkinson. He is, if you've seen Mr. Bean, he's one hell of a character. You've seen him in other movies. He's very different, but you see him as Blackadder and he is nasty. So he is a chameleon when it comes to characterization. And, but you've got this expectation with the Blackadder that he is going to be a nasty, nasty piece of work. And it was quite a shock to see him being nice and genuinely nice too. Yeah, exactly. He's the complete opposite of your Scrooge character because people are coming into the shop and asking for donations and he's actually donating everything he has to these people and he does it in a very sort of sarcastic funny way but he's still helping them out him and Baldrick are left with yeah he's pleasant and him and Baldrick are left with nothing pretty much because they're giving everything away but there's some little tie-ins where it kind of looks like you're going in the way of a Christmas carol like in the very first bit of the episode he comes into the shop and Baldrick sort of says, oh, Merry Christmas, Mr. Blackadder. And he goes, humbug. And you think he's going to yes. be that anti-Christmas, but he pulls out a bag of you know humbug boiled lollies, boiled out, of lollies. His, out of his pocket humbug. and goes, would you like a humbug, uh, Baldrick, sort mm. of thing. And just little things like that. I really love the touches that they put in this. Yeah, and just the great, the witty lines. Because Baldrick is playing pretty much the same Baldrick, the very, um, not very smart character. Yeah. And... And they're going, oh, you know, and he goes, I finished writing your Christmas cards, Mr. Blackadder. And he goes, yes. And it's like, Mes- messy Christmas. You spelt it wrong. You got it wrong. And you spelt Christmas wrong. Every yes, single letter of Christmas, Christmas you got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and an H and an I and a T. You forgot the S as well. And he goes, but it's, it's a Merry Christmas. He goes, no, it's messy. What with all the food and the this and the kiss it and, you know, and the kisses under the whip and the wet kisses under the mistletoe. And he goes, the only wet, the only wet kiss um, you'll get at Christmas is if you make a pass at a water closet and, and all this sort of stuff. So it's all, you know, he's, he's being that snarky sort of thing, but it's sort of um, in love, not a put down, hate you yeah, kind exactly. of thing. Yeah. So like you said, it's very, it follows a lot of the tropes of the Christmas Carol storyline. So he's got a store, people come into the store asking for stuff and him doing the humbug, but it was a lolly and... Who are the first people to visit? Oh, but before we go that, we actually get a cutaway and we see Queen Victoria and Prince Albert. We don't see yep. his Prince Albert, but we but we see the two of them. And Albert is being played by Jim Broadbent, who yep. we might know as you know every from English one of my favourite movies, uh, Moulin Rouge. But he's yes. also Bridget Jones's dad. He's been, he's in, been in a couple who. of Harry Potters, hasn't he? Yep, he's he's everywhere. Yeah, and Queen Victoria is Mariam Margolis, who is also in Call the Midwife, amongst other things, and a very recognisable English actress too. Yeah, so they're all there and playing their jokes, and they're like, oh, we're going to get in our costumes and go out and check out the towns and see the real people and, you know, do our thing. So you just sort of get this side story that just sort of happens, and then it goes back to, to Scrooge, Black Adder. Yeah, so, so we go back to the store, and they're talking about having their Christmas feast, and you can tell they're not doing too well because, for, for one, they're a moustache. Wist selling store or moustache wigs or something. I don't know what. 
they sell moustaches. Yeah. Which isn't a real thing, obviously. No. They're not doing too well. So they're looking at their feasts and they've got a very, it's meant to be a turkey and it looks like a quail. It's not very big. And then there's a bowl of nuts and there's some presents and they go, oh, I've got the Christmas tree. And he pulls it out and it's about, what, 15 centimetres tall? Yeah, it's a very small tree. Not very big. It's like the Christmas twig. And, and they go, yes, the size of the tree isn't important. It's where you stick it. I say, like, okay. So there's very, that double entendre going on. And they talked about, oh, we don't really have a lot of money, do we? And it's like, no, how much money did we make this year? It's like 17 pounds. <laughs> like, that was it. It's like, that's because you keep giving it away. And that's where they established that he is actually a nice person. And yeah. then we so, start get, and then we get Mrs. Pratchett to come and visit. So not Bob Cratchit, that's Mrs. Pratchett. And it's like, oh, have you got anything for the boy, for Tiny Tom? And it's like, he's not that tiny. He's 15 stone. It's like, yeah. well, he's sickly. It's like, oh. Basically, she cons him out of his 17 pounds that they had. They had 17 pounds and one penny is what they earned for the year. And she conned him out of his 17 pounds because he can't say no. Then we get a caroler come in and he's got the one penny that's left that he gives it to him. Because, he, again, he's just too nice for his own good and he gets nothing. Then we get a screech of a woman which is his niece. So instead of a nephew, Fred, we have the niece, Millicent, who comes in and basically invites herself over for, for lunch the next day or dinner the next day, and then as opposed to inviting him over. And also is like, oh, I was hoping there was a present for me, and he actually had a present for Baldrick on the table and one for himself. And she goes, oh, is that for me? I'll take it. Oh, and the other two, I'll take them too. So and he just is too nice to say no. Yeah, and they're pretty much left with nothing. Nothing. And then we get a visit. Well, there was one thing left. He had the nuts, and he gets visited from the orphanage. So instead of the people coming from the poorhouse asking money you know, to help the people, it was an orphanage with these three fat – they were meant to be kids, I think, but they were sort of young young adults. And they were very large, and they got these poor orphans. They're starving. Yeah. Have you got anything for them? And they basically take his nuts, and he doesn't say no. He sort of – you can see he doesn't want to. It's not like he's just the most generous person ever. It's like he just he he's, he doesn't stand up for himself in this one. No. So after that, he goes to bed. He's a little bit upset with the fact that he's got nothing to, to do for his Christmas. And then he gets a visit from the Christmas spirit. So unlike in the traditional version where you have the three ghosts and Marley, it's just the one ghost that comes in and it's played by yep. the actor, Robbie Coltrane, who most people Hagrid. these days would recognize. Yeah. Hagrid from the Harry Potter movies. So oh, cracker. Yeah. He is very much the Christmas present from most versions. So he's big, yes. he's jolly. He's got the big beard. I think he's even got the green robes. I can't remember exactly what cover is. But yeah, he's basically Hagrid. He comes in drinking the Christmas spirit, which I think is pretty cool as well. So he's got like a bottle Mm -hmm. with him. And he says to Blackadder, look, my job is to go around and show people their errors of their their ways. The error of their ways. And he looks at Blackadder and goes, well, I don't think I've really got anything to show you because you're the nicest man in town, an, pretty much. Yeah, it's another Ebenezer I was after. You're good. But if you've got any spirits around, anything to drink, that'd be great. <laughs> Take the edge off it. Yeah. So it's like, I'm just here to chat. I, I've got a lot to do, but, you know, I wouldn't mind chatting with you because it's been good. So they're just talking away. Mm. So Blackadder basically says, well, haven't you at least got something to show me from my past? And, and they sort of have a bit of a flashback to the original Blackadder season, or I think it's Blackadder 2. And I'm not sure if this was a new clip or whether this was actually a clip from a previous episode. Okay. No, it's on you. 
All right. So uh, we go back from to my. Oh, actually, okay. it may not be, but I am assuming it is because of the way it works. But yes, because yep. they were both Christmas themed. Well, they were both Christmasy type themes. But we go back to seeing Blackadder the second being an asshole at Christmas. Because the Queen's all shitty. He's got a gift for the Queen to impress her. And then she gets all shitty that she's cancelling Christmas and will behead anyone who gives her a present. So he's like, okay, I don't have a present for you. And he goes out and one of his rivals, which is played by Stephen Fry, and he actually warns him saying, oh, she doesn't want Christmas. Don't don't buy her anything. you know." And he goes, ah, because they're rivals. He goes, oh, I'm not going to fall for your thing. So he ends up getting her a present anyway. Yep. Because she is so... Flippant. Flippant, yeah. She actually changes her mind and really likes it. Likes Christmas again, so likes his gift. So he gets screwed over in that way. Basically, through his own machinations and wit, he ends up getting Stephen Fry murdered or, you know, put in line for execution. So he was going to lose everything. Earlier on, they have crackers with him and Baldrick, and what he gets in his Christmas cracker is a novelty death warrant that he ends up tricking the, the Queen to sign. And then he's like, well, it's and a death warrant signed by the Queen. It must be true. And he gets his rival bumped off. Because he was going to lose his girlfriend and everything, and in the end, by the end of it, he wins his girlfriend back. He gets all the stuff that Stephen Fry had, and he wins. And then it cuts back to them talking, you know, at the current day Blackadder and, and the ghost of Christmas past, and they're chatting away, going, oh, that, that worked out well for him. And he goes, yeah, that's not the idea. No, no, no. And then it's like, oh, you know, all the others are pretty bad too. It's like, there's others. Show me. So then we go back and we see Blackadder the third, and that and that's where we have the prince, who's a very foppish, not very smart prince as well. And he's there saying, "Oh, I don't like Christmas." Oh, is that guy, that person, that Jesusy person, he ruins everything. It gets in the way of Xmas. And and basically, they had a plan to try and get the prince to hand over a lot of their stuff, like all the gifts and that. And he told, you know, he's very influential. On he was his advisor to to the prince. So he ends up telling him a story, a very O. Henry-like story of, oh, this poor woman, that this and that. And, and he got very emotional hearing about this poor woman that he's in this story that, you know, she was going to die, she had nothing. And he's like, oh, my God, this poor woman. It's like, yeah, but he knocked, she knocked on the door of, a, of a, a lovely prince named George, which is him. And he goes, look, take all my presents, have everything. And he, and he sent Baldrick off to get dressed up as an old lady. Well, just before he told this story. And the idea going that Baldrick would show up, an old lady would turn up, and he would give her everything and take away, and they would spoil you know get the spoils of the scam essentially so an old lady comes in and it's like you don't see her face and she goes i'll oh, take everything take all the presents they're yours go go that's great and then blackadder goes i will escort her out and make sure she doesn't steal any of the silverware and he goes no she can have that too i was like oh okay and he's all pretty impressed with himself escorts her out and then baldrick comes through the door i was like what are you doing? Wasn't that you? And it's like, no, there was an old lady at the door collecting for an orphanage. I let her in. And it's like, oh, so he gets screwed over again. Yeah. But then it leaves off with a, well, it is, she's not very quick. And it is the very dark, unsafe streets of London. I'm sure she may come a cropper if the wrong people got in her way. And that's where it ends. So essentially he was going to steal it back. Yeah, he was so going to not, you know. We really see that Blackadder, as a character, is an asshole, And Ebenezer Blackadder is starting to look at this and go, hmm, maybe there's a bit of a, a thing to this. And then they go to the future to see what the future is. And he goes, so, so these people win. They're not very nice, but they win. And he goes, no, that's not the point. And he goes, no, but it is. That's what's happening. And he goes, not everyone's like that. And he goes and says something about the future. And he goes, well, that's not really my domain, but no, 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 please show me. So they end up going to the future. And this is where I was thinking, oh, we're going to go, Blackadder goes forth. But no, it was before that season, I think. So no, it actually goes to a Bill and Ted-like future where it's Queenie again and Hugh and Laurie. 
um, in these weird get-ups. Like, it's meant to be spacey future. There's, like, Doctor Who special effects going on. And they call out, I forget the name. He was a grand, uh, what was he? Supreme Commander of the Universe, I think yep. was Queenie. And she called in, you know, the guard of whatever he was, which was Blackadder. And he comes in in very red dwarf-looking outfit. There was lots of buckles and everything, but he's a spacey sort of guy. And he talked about absolutely destroying another race, essentially, like genocide. He killed them all, and he still had his Baldrick who comes out, and they go, and it's the same old Baldrick, not very smart, wearing essentially a brown Zardos outfit, if yeah, you remember the Sean Connery um, Zardos thing. And, yeah, he basically screws over everyone again and screws over the Grants, essentially... And forces the Supreme Commander, which is Queenie, to marry him and he becomes ruler of the universe hmm. through his nefarious ways. And basically you go back to Ebenezer Blackadder and he's like, Yeah, this is there's something in this. <laughs> It's like being nice doesn't work. I'm showing that. So if I'm bad and like goes to Christmas pastors, like no, 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 no. That's no, but you're you're nice. Yeah, you're meant to be nice. Yeah. And they go, but what happens if I am nice? And he goes, wouldn't that be better that you're nice? And he goes, well, what, show me what would happen. He goes, that's that's not how it works. And he goes, show me. So we actually get essentially this scene again played out in the future. You get you've got the three, the high supreme commander of the universe, and Hugh and Laurie next to them, and then and then she calls out the Blackadder character again, but this time it's Baldrick in the outfit and not Blackadder. Yeah. Yep. And then Rowan Atkinson comes up in the leather loincloth instead. Yeah. And yeah, so he basically is useless. Baldrick screwed up and genocide the wrong race, and yeah, basically sucked. And it's sort of like, oh, so that, and it comes back and he's like, no, I'm not going to be very nice at all. But something we didn't mention earlier was that the queen and the king actually popped in and visited the store when he was being nice and he gave away his last something, I think, to them. Yeah. And it was very nice of them not knowing that they were the king and the queen and it was all good because he was being nice. So he's woken up the next day after the, you know, the ghost of Christmas past has left and he has the anti- Scrooge realization that no, I need to be an asshole now, not be nice. So he's all like, Oh, I'm going to be nasty to everybody now. Everyone's and all the people that you've seen before have come back for more to basically screw him over and get what they can out of him. And he's just become the black adder we know and love from the previous exactly. series. Yeah. And and he uses his black adderness to get back everything that he's given away the previous day. So he gets back his 17 pounds from you know, the, the lady with Mrs. the money Pratchett. and then. Yep. This is, yeah, and the the orphans come in, and he makes reference to the fact that they're all fat and they don't need the food, and he takes their money. And the niece comes back and makes some sort of quip about how she's getting married, and he pretty much abuses the husband to be. And it is just exactly what you want from the Blackadder character. That's Blackadder He's just again. That's a sarcastic mean. bastard, and it's what you what you want, and it's what yep. you expect. And in the end, and then the last sting in the tail, because it's very Blackadder. Like Blackadder does win, but he loses. It's very much. That's the way it always works. It never goes perfectly to plan. Like he's the smartest guy in the room. He's figured it all out, but the stupidity of everyone else, you know, he ends up getting it in the butt most of the time. So he's gone and done that. So the queen and the king have come back to actually reward him for being a nice person because that's what they do. But no, he's in asshole mode now, doesn't recognize him as the king and the queen, is an absolute prick to them, sends them on their way. And it's that the, they told Baldrick, it was like, well, we're going to give him 50,000 pounds and we're going to give him this and that. It's like, oh, and that's the end of the episode is where that wasn't them. They were going to give you, th it's like they were going to give you this. And he goes, well, that's not them. Why would they do that? They Everyone knows if Queen Victoria, she would leave her royal seal. And he goes, you mean this? And he's like, oh, yeah. And that that's the end. Yes, it, it's the reverse Christmas Carol, but it's so Blackadder. 
and it was yeah, great. It is, isn't it? Mm. And it made me realize that how much I liked Blackadder from days gone by. And it's something that is constantly on repeat Blackadder. When I looked for this episode streaming, it's on about three or four different streaming services. It's on ABC iView. It's on, uh, I think Foxtel had it as well. And it's also on BritBox. So it, it's out there. There's full versions of it on YouTube as well. So if you really want to see this, it's not hard to find. Mm-hmm. Nice. But yeah. It's definitely worth checking out. Like it's it's a lot of fun. It's cleverly written. It holds up. It's what thirty years old, and exactly. it's still damn good. Yeah, it's worth checking out. And if you haven't seen Blackadder, it's definitely worth checking out. But you might want to skip that first season. Yeah, the, the first season really doesn't hold up quite as well as the others. But for me, I think two and three were always my favourites. There's some funny lines in Blackadder goes forth, and there's the ongoing joke that one of the captains that he's serving under is, is Captain Darling. Darling. And there's mm. all these jokes about you know Darling, get me a coffee and all this sort of stuff. And it's just a constant joke in almost every episode. But I still laugh at it all the time. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. Let's leave it that. Yes. Let's leave you guys go to your festivities. We're getting too close, so we're not going to hold you from it. No, Mm -hmm. and we'll be back tomorrow with day nine. See ya. Bye-bye.